Great. So for those of you who are just joining us, let us know where you're from. If you're a musician, post your links. We want this to also be a networking opportunity as much as we can, given that we can't do, you know, in-person networking with COVID and everything. So we're still trying our best to bring you these events for free, virtually. Um, we typically hold these workshops in partnership with Long McQuaid, and we do this at their clinic space. But with everything that's been happening with COVID, we had to, we didn't want to cancel. We still wanted to support musicians and provide free access to music business knowledge. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we are continuing to deliver these events at no cost. Um, so they're uh, a partnership between my organization, Syncopated Noise. I'm the president. My name is Alessia, for those who don't know me. And um, like I mentioned, we're uh, creating these events in partnership with Long McQuaid. So everyone, welcome. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, the presentation. I'll talk to you a little bit about um, our organization, and then we'll go into the, uh, the actual presentation of today's topic. Next slide. So our mission is to empower independent musicians and provide access to uh, music business knowledge. And this is a great opportunity for us to put you in touch with industry professionals so that they can teach you about specific important topics about the music business. And one of these is obviously playlisting, which is such a huge part of PR right now. Um, so we're working really hard to make these events free. This is possible thanks to the support of Factor and the Canadian government. And the way it works is obviously right now, like I mentioned, it's an online format. Uh, we'll do a approximately a 40 minute presentation followed by live Q&A. So we'll be taking all the questions at the end. Next slide. So our speaker today, Sarah Franzik, she's the founder of ZYK, a music marketing agency based in Toronto. Um, she provides artists with social media, digital marketing, advertising, and playlist consulting. She's originally from Winnipeg. She began her career interning for Manitoba Music, and then she moved across the pond to Liverpool, UK, to attend the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts, specializing in music management and digital marketing. One of Sarah's greatest music moments was meeting Paul McCartney at her graduation. After gaining further work experience at UK artist management companies, as well as Sony Music Canada, she made the full move to Toronto to work with Dale speaking in radio, promotion, um, digital marketing. And after three years, Sarah decided to expand her work in music marketing and founded ZYK to focus on building the careers of both independent and signed artists. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for being part of our workshops. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So let's start in here. Um, so digital streaming, uh, increasing engagement and reaching playlisters. So basically what this means is we're going to be talking about um, playlisting, obviously how to get your music onto playlists, but looking at how you can overall grow your um, streaming and playlisting um, you know, listenership, uh, engagement, uh, all the things that are needed to just see that overall growth trend and be able to you know, heighten that long-term growth because streaming is definitely not a short-term <laughs> growth opportunity. And if it is very short-term for you, there's, you know, definitely there's something that has, um, you know, something has not been uh, real in that case, uh, as we have all heard of streaming farms and bots and whatnot. Um, so if you're getting super, super short-term uh, crazy success, you know, sometimes you got to be careful of those types of opportunities. So this is really about building your success long-term uh, and giving you the power to, um, to again, build the, the growth. Um, and we're going to be specifically focusing on Spotify today. Uh, there are obviously other streaming platforms like Apple Music and Amazon um, and you know, Tidal and amongst others, but uh, specifically Spotify, just because that's the one streaming platform that you can really uh, you know, empower yourself and take advantage of uh, the resources available and the knowledge available in order to to build that uh, yourself as well as maybe there's some outside help if that's wanted and needed at some point. So just a, a little quick overview of what we're going to go about uh, or talk about today. Uh, I kind of already had my my bio um, uh, you know 
just showcase to you guys. So I'll just talk a little bit more about what ZYK does uh, and then go into uh, Spotify, um, a bit of strengths and weaknesses and you know what's great about the platform, what, what uh, you can take as opportunities to grow it and maybe what's kind of you know, more difficult with the platform as well as uh, engagement, growth strategies and then playlisting strategies. So uh, just a little bit about ZYK, uh, we work with uh, musicians uh, exclusively uh, regarding uh, digital marketing, social media strategy, digital advertising, playlisting, uh, as well as uh, CBC Satellite Radio, as I do have a background in CBC Satellite Radio as well, and that can be also a great factor um, in your streaming growth, uh, as things are really starting to connect. Uh, a lot of radio programmers are looking for you know, what your streaming growth is like. Um, you know, in order to to add you. So if you're you're getting some great success in Spotify or Apple Music, for example, they might be more likely to add you to their channels. Uh, so it's it's everything is kind of uh, interconnected here, which is why all of these pieces, even though they look very different, uh, they all support each other. But we're specifically again going to be looking at the playlisting strategy. So just to kind of launch in and look at the overall growth trends and the it's just the industry in general of, of streaming. Um, as of 2019, streaming now accounts for almost half the global music revenue. Uh, and you know, things have probably fluctuated even more into 2020 with uh, the, the current situation. Um, so streaming is just growing like crazy and new uh, countries or, or, or countries are now adopting streaming as uh, that source of uh, music um, uh, engagement and discovery and whatnot. So it, it's really a, a growing trend and, you know, a great opportunity for artists to take advantage of the uh, growing population using these streaming platforms like Spotify. And for Spotify specifically, the highest streaming growth uh, individuals are among the 35 plus. So it's really interesting because a lot of people would uh, automatically just assume that, you know, the, the, the 18 to 30 or 35 is uh, probably the, the highest growing and in, in amongst the people adopting Spotify, but that's, that's not true. We are seeing an older population adopting that platform as well. Uh, and then huge streaming growth in American uh, and Asian markets. Um, so Latin America, um, Asian markets like Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, Philippines uh, as well. Spotify just added uh, a number of countries, I think it's nine countries or so to their list of, um, of, you know, where Spotify is avail available, and that includes Russia, Ukraine, uh, Croatia, amongst others. So it's really growing. And, and a lot of streaming services, Apple Music, Amazon are, are doing the same. They're, they're increasing their, um, their, uh, you know, their scope across the world. And uh, as of, I think, I believe this is as of 2018. Yeah, 2018, uh, but 36% uh, of the market share uh, regarding streaming subscribers were, uh, were Spotify, and, and this probably has shifted a little bit since then. Um, but uh, Apple Music is definitely the, the, the second contender here, and um, in terms of global uh, worldwide market share, but that doesn't mean that Spotify is the, the major uh, or the most used platform uh, in certain countries. For example, the US, uh, they are seeing Apple Music users kind of um, now outshining Spotify users. So you know, Apple Music is definitely one of those to, um, to keep in touch with. The only thing about Apple Music is that they don't have similar submission, music submission function functionalities and you know, um, user-generated growth uh, opportunities as Spotify does, just because Spotify is a little bit more user-friendly for the average consumer and the average user uh, for music discovery. So, uh, so that's why we're specifically focusing on Spotify today. Apple Music could definitely be another talk as well as Amazon and Google and whatnot. But, um, but Spotify, as you can see, is still most of the market share and, um, you know, and, and growing. So just looking at Spotify in terms of strengths and weaknesses, as we probably all know, uh, Spotify is a really easy music discovery tool. So the algorithm, Spotify's very complex and sophisticated algorithm uh, is there to basically help users find the music that they think they're going to like and also artists um, help artists promote the music that uh, that's doing well. So continuing to push music that is already performing well. So really uh, Spotify is there for a greater opportunity for artists and listeners 
and uh, it also provides um, some you know, good opportunity for playlist discovery and, and playlist pitching, which is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, there's something like, oh, I can't remember the number anymore, but millions and millions of user-generated playlists, just millions of playlists in general on Spotify that are available to pitch to or available to uh, potentially have your song added to. So uh, that's why it can be a, a really great way to initialize um, some growth and some movement on your streams. Uh, but Spotify does have some weaknesses and um, a lot of it I find comes from um, the limited Spotify for artists uh, data as well as limited engagement because Spotify is, um, has the framework almost uh, of, a, of a social media platform or just a, a platform like that, but it doesn't offer any engagement, any retargeting of any sort. Um, you, know, you, you can't go onto Spotify and, and again, retarget people who just listen to your music. You know, the, the algorithms are trying to help do that, but uh, it is very limited and the Spotify for artists data as well can show you, what, you know, some, some good data, but the, al like, the uh, analytics are just not there yet to be able to, again, do more of a deep dive and get more, uh, more of an understanding of the audience. So hopefully that changes soon. Um, I know Spotify, as well as the other streaming services, are always looking to kind of update their, um, their Spotify for Artists uh, you know, profile and, and tool. So who knows what will happen in the future. But as of right now, we can see limited data um, and, uh, and we can't really engage with audiences that are listening. So um, what we're going to focus on first here is Spotify growth and engagement. So not the actual playlisting aspect, but the growth strategy because that's uh, something that I find is lacking generally. Artists just focus on the, the, the streaming and, and uh, kind of forget about the engagement portion of it, which is, um, you know, again, kind of uh, looking at uh, obsessing about streams and playlisting campaigns. Uh, but what we want to do is build fans and build that through uh, engagement that you can do on uh, Spotify or take people, for example, from socials to Spotify. Um, so, you know, one of the things I do mention um, to anyone that I work with or anyone that I talk to is, you know, be, be skeptical, skeptical about the offers that look a little too good to be true. Um, because again, as I mentioned in the beginning, if, you're, if you are uh, taking on, uh, say, opportunities uh, that you might see on a daily basis through advertising and whatnot, where you know, they offer 10,000 streams for $10, for example, that's not necessarily going to be um, the quality of listeners that you're looking for, uh, or quality of followers or whatever it is. So experiencing the grind and experiencing the push to build, that's a really good thing. And that will pay off in, into the future. And Spotify is getting a lot smarter regarding say streaming farms and bots and whatnot, basically fake streams, fake followers. They're getting a lot, um, a lot more, uh, savvy, uh, regarding what these playlists look like, or you know what this looks like in general, and they are trying to, uh, you know, compensate and fluctuate for uh, fluctuate numbers for um, uh, you know, when anything like that does come into the picture. So, for example, some artists that I have worked with in the past, they they got on some uh, playlists that were a little sketchy, nothing, you know, something that uh, didn't look too bad to like the 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 normal normal person, but when you dug in, you could really see that this is not necessarily real streams that this artist was getting uh, or real followers. And so Spotify would, um, you know, would basically decrease and, you know, uh, decreasing the, the amount of followers that they initially received uh, to, you know, kind of combat that sort of, um, of uh, opportunity that the, the artist took advantage of. So, so you just want to be careful of that it doesn't, you know, numbers look good, but you don't want to have fake numbers because that's not going to help you in the long run. So, you know, a million streams is great, but a thousand super fans is uh, way better. Uh, so definitely this is where we want to focus on the engagement. So first off, um, one uh, way of engaging your fans and really building relationships is uh, building Spotify followers. So similar to uh, social media where you build say Instagram followers and those people will see your content um, on a you know, on a, a very uh, on, on an often basis. Um, Spotify followers they're basically the currency of Spotify. So once you build your followers over time uh, that can create sustained growth and increased growth with new releases because your Spotify followers are likely to 
be um, have your music added to their release radar playlist, for example, or their algorithmic playlist in general. And this is really, really great because algorithmic playlists are very powerful to keep building your reach and getting your music out to uh, like-minded listeners and individuals. So one thing is, um, or the, the big question is, how do you grow your followers? How do you build this? Because it's not necessarily uh, a, an automatic response to the average listener to you know, listen to a playlist and then go, oh, that artist, I'm going to follow them. So what you know, what you want to do is actually really push growth, push follower growth. So leveraging your existing fan base on social media. So actually creating calls to actions to get people, you know, ask people to follow you. Uh, you can always run contests, challenges, uh, collaborate with other artists on tracks and build each other's fan bases and followers. Uh, and then there's also Facebook and Instagram ad campaigns uh, where you have a budget and you're taking people from social media platforms to, uh, to Spotify. And that has been a really great um, tool for a lot of artists to build organic, real listeners and introduce people to their music. And as you can kind of see here, this is a an artist that um, I work with, and this is back in January, uh, where we started a campaign. And you can definitely see that lift off of the you know, Instagram, Facebook ad campaign to build followers. And uh, I think as of now, this artist is now at about 10,000 followers. So, so this can really work. And you know, streaming numbers, listeners, these all tend to trend upwards once you start building those followers, especially when you release music um, often. Uh, so this is, this is a strategy that uh, a lot of um, a lot of labels, artists, um, management, whatnot have have found to really support the playlisting campaigns. So, the second engagement strategy and growth strategy is focusing on song saves. So, song saves, as you might know from Spotify, is the little heart, the little. Um, you know, add the song to your, your liked songs. Um, and this is an active engagement. So Spotify really uh, pays attention to these types of engagements because they basically mean someone actually liked your song enough to save it and want to listen to it again. Um, and generally seeing a, a song save to listener ratio of about 10% is what you really want to aim for. So again, so song saves to your listeners on a song if that's around 10% or above, that's that's good stuff. I think that's the showing that people are liking your song and interested in listening again. If it is below 10%, uh, you know, you might want to take a look at that track compared to other tracks. And maybe maybe that song just wasn't as strong as some of the other ones, or you know, or maybe kind of need to rethink um, some pieces, you know, creatively or or in terms of your marketing. Uh, so anyway, so, song saves are really, really great to help those algorithmic playlist, playlists um, you know, expose your music to other audiences and building as many song saves as possible within the seven to, day, seven to 10 day period uh, after your single release is, is great because that's really going to show Spotify that uh, your song is building and people are really enjoying it. So how do you grow your song save? So similar to uh, the followers, you can you know, create uh, a call to action through social media. You can um, also uh, develop contests, challenges, uh, you know, rewards, incentives to get people to save. Because again, it's not a natural type of um, action if someone's just listening to a playlist or if someone's just you know, being um, exposed to your music for the first time, unless you know, if, if they really love it, they're gonna make some kind of um, um, you know, active, engagement like that following and or saving your song uh, but you do want to incentivize people to do it and uh, and even reaching out one-on-one -on -one, i find you know for for pre-saves which we'll get into uh next or just song saves um you know just reaching out one-to-one -one, uh with people in the beginning is a great way to start those relationships um so let's go into pre-saves so Again, building uh, pre-saves, if, if maybe I'll just explain this a little bit, pre-save campaigns um, are a great way to kind of initiate some, um, some momentum with a song. So basically it's pre-saving a song before it comes out. And when that song comes out, uh, the, the person who pre-saved will be notified of the song release. And that will you know, expose your song to some really uh, great initial streams and listeners. Um, 
and just growth overall. So pre-saves can be really great for that. Uh, but there are some downsides regarding pre-save campaigns. Uh, obviously, it's based off of a favor. People don't really know what they're going to get and how it's going to sound. And so there's a lot just of, you know, just, just a favor. There's a lot of uh, unknowns going into pre-save. And, and it's amazing how many people don't actually know how to pre-save. Uh, and, and understand what it does. So uh, there might be a little bit more education that you want to give your listeners um, on not a, a regular basis, but once in a while, kind of say, you know, this is this is how a pre-save really helps me, uh, and this is how you potentially, uh, you know, this is how you do a pre-save. This is how we go about pre-saving a, a song. Uh, so that's something just maybe to to think about for your fans, because it's not again a natural thing for us to want to um, pre-save something that we, you know. We don't know what it sounds like. We don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, so pre-saves can be great. Again, some negatives, um, and you don't want to um, you don't want to inundate your fan base with pre-saves as well, especially if you do have a very active release schedule. For example, if you're releasing a song every month, then you're you, know, you have a very very active release schedule every four weeks. Um, initiating a pre-save campaign for every single track is is going to be a hard sell to fans over time. So you really want to make sure you are putting thought into when you're doing a pre-save campaign, you know, how that looks. Are you doing some fun, again, um, contest challenges, uh, you know, reach out one-to-one. -one. What are you doing to kind of make it fresh and exciting and, and different um, and, uh, and new for your fans? So there's the pre-save campaigns. Uh, there's also shares and playlist ads. Those are uh, shares and playlist ads are really great for the algorithm as well and to build uh, engagement uh, amongst your, your fan base. So asking fans, for example, to share songs um, from Spotify to Instagram stories or asking them to add your song to their user-generated playlist, so their own playlists. Uh, this is a little bit harder of an ask and takes a little bit more of maybe that one-to-one -one interaction or you know some social media uh, push, but it's a you know it's great to get your song out to as many playlists as possible and uh, and you know, have people share your song to socials because um, Spotify is tracking those engagements. It's basically tracking where your music is being shared, uh, how it's being shared. These you know all of these numbers pre-saves. Uh, saves, followers, these are all very active engagements um, and uh, Spotify is using them for the information for their algorithm. Uh, so just a quick kind of recap here, growing your pre-save song shares and playlist ads, how to do that. Again, uh, provide some uh, persuasive calls to actions, really what's in it for the, the listener. Uh, why should they pre-save, for example? Why should they share your song? Why should they add your song to their playlist? Uh, you could potentially run a contest, uh, tell tell a story, and use a social media uh, a social media campaign or strategy to help build these active uh, interactions. Uh, you can also reach out one on one, like I mentioned. I know artists who reach out to hundreds and hundreds of people on release day in order to build as much uh, engagement as possible. So that might be something that you want to enlist some friends or some help uh, around to to actually be able to get say some one to one. Um, uh, messages and whatnot to to current fans, but it can be really helpful. You might not want to do it all the time, but it can be really helpful to build those uh, singles, those campaigns that uh, you find are going to be really important uh, and ha or have a, a big impact. Uh, and you can also, like I mentioned before, you can also maybe show fans how to uh, share or how to pre-save a song and record a video on your phone doing those types of um, uh, interactions. Uh, because again, a lot of people don't really know why they should pre-save or what they should do. Uh, the average listener outside of someone who, you know, who does music, who's in music, um, they might not know. So it's always good to kind of give people a little, little education and show them what they could do and why it would help you. Okay, so really Spotify engagement is a continual effort. You want to uh, sustain the, the growth through, say, advertising campaigns, through incentivizing fans on uh, socials um, to go to Spotify, for example, and you can uh, periodically run challenges to build followers and engagement. So there are obviously lots of opportunities, a lot of creativity that can go into a campaign like this. So it's always good before a single is released to kind of 
plan out what a campaign looks like for you. Are you doing a pre-save campaign? What type of incentive is available for, you know, for your fans to make these pre-saves or make these choices to follow you to save your song? Um, and uh, you might have to be creative as well because you don't want to do this the, the same thing every single time or else it's going to get really, really old. So um, it's, uh, it's figuring out what works best for you and your audience and, uh, and how you can sustain this growth over time. Okay, so that was engagement and building those active engagements. Now we're going to get more into the playlisting side of things. So how to get added to Spotify playlists. So just as a uh, initial breakdown here, there are three types of Spotify playlists. There are editorial playlists, which are your obviously your editorial uh, Spotify playlists and they're curated by editorial teams uh, around the world. Canada and around the world. Uh, there are algorithmic playlists, which are solely based off of uh, the Spotify algorithm, introducing your music to new audiences, uh, as well as independent playlists. So those are independent playlists created by labels, brands, blogs, users, uh, you know, people like you and I, anyone can create a, an independent playlist and, uh, and grow that playlist. And that provides an opportunity for you as an artist to you know, approach that playlist and see if there's potential for um, for for uh, being added to that playlist. So let's go into editorial playlists first, Spotify editorial playlists. So there's some uh, great benefits um, to being added to an editorial playlist. Obviously, you get added to the the official Spotify playlist, the curated playlist by their editorial teams. Uh, you have a large number of followers, usually for these playlists, and you can build tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of streams just getting added to these playlists. But, um, but you know, getting added to these playlists, um, you know, it, it's, it's a harder, um, harder thing to achieve uh, as competition is really, really fierce. There's a lot of great music out there, and not as many in, um, editorial playlists as there are, for example, independent playlists. So basically what Spotify, when they're adding you to an editorial playlist or when, they, when they're considering you for editorial playlists, they're really looking at um, your growth overall, your, you know, your engagement, your streams, your, um, your listeners, and, uh, and really what you have built so far. So it's, you, know, you could get added, for example, to a Fresh Finds playlist or a Music Friday playlist when your song first comes out. Um, but generally those uh, those other editorial playlists uh, outside of those few um, based off of genre or mood, theme, activity, what it, whatever it is, they're looking for some initial growth. So they're looking for that overall growth first and then they're, they potentially will add you to those uh, specific Spotify editorial playlists. So yeah, so competition is pretty fierce, um, but uh, the you know the the Spotify playlists uh, do provide great growth opportunities. Uh, the the couple things that are maybe negatives for these editorial playlists is that many followers are passive listeners. So you might get added to, for example, you know a a, a chill uh, coffee house playlist which is great. You're going to be building many, many streams, many, um, many listeners, uh, but your followers might not kind of uptake the same or, you know, the way that it, it would maybe from doing an advertising campaign or maybe even getting on editorial and independent playlists. So, um, so, you know, very often these uh, editorial playlists have very passive listeners and they're not very engaged with the music. Uh, so that can be a negative and something to think about. So how to get added to editorial playlists. So this is kind of the, the coveted um, or the, the, the most raised question usually. And this is really just about uh, one, building your, your song, uh, sorry, building your music on Spotify. So actually taking the time to work on building your playlist ads, building your engagement, because Spotify is looking for that growth, uh, that overall trend of, uh, of increased listeners and followers and whatnot. Um, but the, you know, the immediate ways to, uh, to build towards editorial playlists 
is obviously you want to submit your song to their curators for submission uh, through the Spotify for Artists portal. So if you haven't done this before, or this is new to you, what you uh, want to make sure that you do is um, sign up for Spotify for Artists and uh, make sure you claim your artist profile. And when you submit your song to your distributors, such as CD Baby or uh, you know, TuneCore, DistroKid, whatever it is, uh, basically, after you submit it to them, after it's been processed, you'll be able to go on your Spotify for Artists portal, uh, go to music, and then under submissions, you'll see that a new song is coming up and you can submit your new song to these Spotify curators for editorial um, consideration. So that you, that's something you want to do at least seven days. I would recommend probably 14 days uh, or 21 days before your release because that will give Spotify editorial staff some time to um, you know, to, to listen and to consider your song for editorial playlists. So you want to make sure that you give yourself that time to do that. So make sure you get your song to your distributor, you know, four to five weeks before the single is supposed to be released. And then you submit your song to the curators that, you know, seven days to 21 days before. Uh, and make sure you don't miss that because if you miss that window, if you you know, give it to Spotify, give the song to Spotify and submit to Spotify under the seven days, it can definitely hurt your chances of potentially getting on those uh, editorial playlists. Uh, the other thing you want to make sure that you kind of optimize when you're doing this type of submission is just making sure you optimize your Spotify profile because that's often something that um, artists forget about. Uh, and, and Spotify does look for this. So you want to make sure that obviously you have a clear and uh, really good um, profile photo. You want to make sure that your Spotify banner image uh, is there as well. And then your about section is really important. So you have a, a bio there, you have uh, multiple kind of press um, and really sharp photos that you can upload, as well as your social media links uh, and potentially Wikipedia links. So that's all, all really important to add in and optimize before you actually um, you know, send out a song to Spotify because they're going to be checking your profile. So it's really important. Um, the second thing here is, is blogs and PR. So um, playlist editors and Spotify algorithms, they do search online for um, blog and PR reviews and features. So that is something to consider for your releases. And either you can do that obviously through a PR team or you can use um, available resources online, such as Submit Hub or whatnot, uh, but that that's definitely going to be something that will incentivize Spotify to add your song to an editorial playlist. Uh, and finally, you can also pitch directly. So it does seem like these playlist editors and um, and staff are kind of you know, an unreachable, untouchable in a way, uh, but you can get in touch with them regarding um, your new music through LinkedIn, uh, through contacts. So make sure if there's any conferences or showcases where Spotify staff are going to be that you, you know, seek them out and reach them. And, you know, I've seen and heard um, uh, you know, stories and, and, and you know, experiences where artists uh, actually just introduce themselves. They, uh, at a conference or showcase, they make sure that they have something prepared for these curators and something that they can take with them, whether it's a little piece of merch or something. Uh, and that can make a really, really big impact, uh, just that little interaction. So that's something definitely to work towards. Obviously, not as easy to do that at the moment. <laughs> but if you do have those opportunities, make sure you do attend these conferences, conferences and showcases where that type of, uh, that type of uh, potential engagement uh, with these editorial staff and curators uh, is possible. Okay, so we're done with editorial uh, playlists at the moment. Let's go into algorithmic playlists. So looking at some of the benefits of algorithmic playlists, I, I love algorithmic playlists because uh, they're, uh, they're, they can reach very, very uh, targeted and highly engaged users. So um, basically the algorithm is looking for uh, other people uh, who potentially would like your music based off of uh, what your current listeners are like. So, um, so it, it's, it's just a very great way of uh, getting your music and pushing your music out to new people and uh, have your music discovered. And Spotify wants this. It wants to push your music out to people who believes will like your music, but it needs that information in order to 
make those decisions. So it needs information about um, your followers and people who are you know, saving your music or people who are adding it to a playlist uh, and what those listeners are like. So that's why all the growth, initial growth, the initial engagement, the initial um, getting on user generated playlists first, uh, that's, that's a great way to build towards these out towards the uh, algorithmic playlist in the future. So Spotify users who listen to Discover Weekly, to Release Radar, uh, your daily mix, these are all uh, really engaged users and tend to follow you at a higher rate than editorial playlists, tend to save a song at a higher rate. So basically they're, they're just great playlists to work towards and they'll keep working for you as well. So it's like being added to a playlist that will never, uh, kick your music off or you know, turn, turn you over in a way. Uh, so you really want to reach these um, algorithmic playlists with the data that you have uh, built. Um, so yeah, so while these listeners are kind of fewer in number, they're much more likely to turn into loyal fans as well. So that's why um, you really want to make sure that uh, these algorithmic playlists are being reached. And just to give you a, a bit of a breakdown regarding Discover Weekly and Release Radar, which are uh, the most uh, engaged uh, algorithmic playlists. Um, Discover Weekly uh, specifically is updated every Monday and is unique for every user. So it features music that Spotify thinks users are likely to enjoy. And uh, these listening habits include, um, you know, artists, uh, albums, tracks, user likes, or that a user shares and uh, a track uh, a user saves their own to their own playlist. So again, all of these active in interactions, super important um, to get on Discover Weekly. And um, your, your skip rate, so your, your song skip rate can also kind of um, change your algorithmic playlist potential. So if people are skipping your song quite often, that might um, affect uh, if your song is gonna be added to more Discover Weekly playlists or not. And then there's Release Radar, the other big one. This is a weekly playlist that is updated every Friday and is unique for uh, every Spotify user again. And uh, these playlist features are um, uh, features new artists by, uh, by Spotify and assumes that their current uh, listener enjoys that music. And so Spotify uses their algorithm to, to like try and figure this out, trying to match music to, to Spotify profiles and, and users. So um, so it's a very cool way of getting out to brand new fans and discovering, having them discover your music. Uh, and the really cool thing here too is that obviously your followers will most likely have uh, your music on their release radar. That's why followers can be very, very important in the long run. Okay, so those are algorithmic playlists. Now let's get on to the independent playlists. Um, so Benefits of independent playlists, obviously, uh, they can attract large numbers of followers and produce significant number of listeners and streams. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're building uh, multiple playlist ads, um, you can really uh, engage many, many listeners and, uh, and engage or, or build many streams from these smaller independent playlists and even independent playlists that are quite established. Uh, so these, uh, these independent playlists or any playlist ads that you do get will uh, influence the Spotify algorithmic playlists and will influence the um, opportunity to get onto curated playlists. So this is kind of like the coveted area where people are uh, always looking to build their independent playlist. How do I build these playlist ads? Um, this is what we're going to talk about now. Uh, but not all playlists are the right fit. So we want to make sure that when we are um, building playlist ads, they're the right playlists. Uh, you don't want to get on a playlist that is the right, not the right fit. So for example, if you have a country song and you get added, for example, to a playlist that mostly features, say, hip hop and, uh, and uh, rap or you know, R&B music, uh, that might be something that will affect your skip rate, for example. People who go there to listen to hip hop um, and they start listening to country, they're going to go, what is this skip? And that might affect your uh, algorithmic, um, your algorithm and your potential to get on algorithmic playlists. And there's no way to really fix that at the end. You're, you would have to, if you wanted to kind of fix your algorithm or 
you know, you basically can't do that. You'd have to start, start a whole brand new uh, profile on Spotify from scratch in order to get back to basics and get on the right playlist, for example. So you want to make sure you're getting on the right playlist. You want, you want to be picky and uh, you want to do research on the, the playlist as well as the listeners and engagement. Um, there are some playlists that look like they have a, a massive following, say they have you know, 10,000 followers, the playlist is 10,000 followers, but that doesn't really translate to 10,000, that won't translate to 10,000 uh, listeners or, or streams. Um, likely you're gonna have a lot less listeners and streams on, uh, on a playlist like that. Uh, and, and if they're, if you come into the, um, the situation where they're, they're, you, you get added to a big playlist, and you also get a very, very high number of streams, say they have 10,000 followers and you get 10,000 streams, that is uh, a warning basically, or in my mind, it's kind of a red flag that that playlist is not as legit as it might be, you might think it is, you might be perceived. And that's where you might get into uh, bots and streaming farms and whatnot. So, okay, let's get into how do you get added to independent playlists? and uh, kind of what's the initial startup and, and you know, initial um, uh, activities that you need to do. So playlist research always comes first before you release a song. I would recommend like two months before you release a song um, to do, start doing your playlist research. And this involves uh, you know, research or searching and researching playlists that you feel will be a good fit for your song based off of uh, genre, mood, theme, you know, activity. Uh, that your song could be played during, for example, like, you know, lunch at the park or dinner with friends or workout playlists, whatever it is. Uh, so make sure you do some research. And, um, and what you want to do is really create a database of playlists and pitch those playlists on release day and update the database each time for release. So you can always get your music uh, or get a, a playlist pusher to push your music. You can um, submit to playlist submission services uh, such as you know, Submit Hub or Playlist Push or, or whatnot. Uh, and that's fine. Those, those are, are reputable uh, services, but um, I think it's all, it, it's still very, very important to do your own playlist research and understand how these, um, you know, how pitching works, how these independent playlists work and how, and, and also developing relationships with curators of these independent playlists uh, to help you in the long run. Because if you can start developing these relationships, um, start to develop these relationships, you'll be able to, to do that for you know, song after song. Uh, and that will overall just help you grow in the, the direction that you want, right? So, um, so playlist research, super important. Um, Chartmetric is a really great resource for more information about uh, you know, the playlist curators, um, different streaming services. Uh, if you haven't checked out Chartmetric, make sure to, to do that. There is a free tier where you can get some uh, basic information and understanding of uh, some of the playlists and curators that are out there regarding your genre and your um, like what would be available to your music. But uh, but then there is a paid tier where you get obviously all of the information uh, available and it can be a little pricey. So sometimes um, I've had uh, I've heard and have had artists uh, go in with multiple artists and kind of get a month together or maybe just um, maybe just go in uh, on chart metric for a month, get all the information that you can, and then kind of, uh, uh, you know, just cancel their subscription at that point. But, uh, but chart metric is a great resource uh, for playlist research. So when you're doing playlist research and starting this off, uh, no matter if you are, again, using a playlist pusher or whatever it is, uh, you really want to find the right playlist for your song. So again, you want to kind of make a list uh, of song genres, themes, mood, uh, activities, uh, basically these things that, uh, or these areas where your song could be a good fit. Um, and looking at similar artists, really doing research on similar artists to you is, is great. So you can see what they have been uh, added to uh, on their playlists, on, on their their Spotify profile and um, you know, searching these playlists on Spotify uh, and finding you know, similar, uh, similar artists that can be you know, just a great, 
uh, wealth of knowledge in the beginning. So maybe pick about you know, 10 artists you feel you're similar to, and then on their profile, look at the five, um, five different uh, playlists that come up as their top playlists and, and start understanding where your music could fit amongst that. And you might want to do obviously some high level, so maybe some bigger artists, what they're being added to, um, and you'll likely see it'll be mostly Spotify curated playlists, but then kind of go down the ladder a bit and, and start, you know, going down the Spotify uh, rabbit hole and, and find some of these artists that are slightly, um, slightly less um, uh, grand uh, than, you know, say the, the Ed Sheeran's of the world and whatnot, um, that are artists that are maybe just at kind of the mid-level in their career and find what, um, what Spotify playlists they've been added to, because that, again, will really help you understand where you could fit and what you're aiming for. So um, when you are searching Spotify playlists and find these playlists on Spotify and maybe using chart metric, uh, you'll see that there's some curator contact information on the playlists themselves. And that can be a really helpful way to start gaining information about how you can get in touch with these curators. So for example, if we look at this playlist, Weekly Hits, you can see right at the top of the, um, in the description of the playlist, uh, it gives you their information about how you can actually get in touch to um, submit your music to their playlist, uh, which is cool. That's great. So that really helps us understand how to get in touch with them and start developing a, a relationship with their curators. Uh, but sometimes when you are doing some research with, um, within your genre, you might come across, say, the, the top photo here, uh, the Indie Americana Folk playlist um, that does, does not have any description, does not show anything um, about how to get in touch with them. So uh, at this point, if you wanted to kind of dig deeper and look at how you could potentially pitch your song to this independent playlist, you would uh, basically go uh, find more information about the users. So Chris Hayer, who is this guy? You click on his uh, profile and you'll see his photo, obviously. Um, sometimes they don't have photos. So at that point, you might have to get a little bit more creative. Um, but when you see his uh, photo here, this is where you can do a little quick search and um, you know, a little Spotify stalking in a way. So you'll be able to go on Facebook, for example, find Chris and find his photo. And at this point, you can make the decision um, to reach out to him through direct message. Uh, and, that, and that's totally fine. Some people feel a little weird about uh, reaching out to some Spotify curators. Um, so sorry, some independent um, curators uh, through Facebook or Instagram or whatnot, but that's totally normal. And you're, you know, you're more than, you're more than welcome and, you know, fine to reach out to these, um, these individuals, people like you and I who are putting music out uh, or adding music on their playlists and, and um, are available to be pitched to. So this is the type of process you might have to go through in the beginning and get more information about these, um, these independent Spotify curators. And again, kind of down the rabbit hole. You, you probably want to do a bit of a Google search on them too and just see what pops up. Um, and generally, if they're kind of higher uh, on the list of your Google search, um, that, uh, that will show that this playlist has been searched before and uh, is pretty active. If you're really trying to dig into a playlist and you can't find anything about the curator information or whatnot, uh, it might be, mean that the playlist is maybe not as active or there's, it's just maybe not something to, um, to approach. Uh, so yeah, so this is really just the beginning stages of building your database and getting more information about these curators, how to get in touch with them. And in the end, you're going to want to start developing a, a, a database like this or something like this, uh, where you uh, have information about these playlists so that you can continually reach out to them in the future. So this one, for example, this shows uh, the um, a specific genre that we're working with. So kind of indie rock genre, you might want to do uh, other databases based off of other genres or potentially uh, moods, themes, um, or you know, whatever you feel your music could be a good fit uh, with and, and on. So you'll want to have information about the playlist and the playlist link. You'll want to check out how many followers they have and include that in the database. And, and again, followers don't necessarily mean listeners and 
um, and streams. So we just want to make that distinction, even though you might see that a, a playlist has, uh, you know, 63,000 followers, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get 63,000 listens. Actually, no, it usually does not mean that you're going to get 63,000 listeners or streams. Um, so you just want to make that that note and, and don't make any assumptions about what kind of streams you're going to get. Um, the more playlists you can get on, the better, which is great. Um, but uh, but big playlists don't necessarily mean a lot more streams than say smaller playlists that potentially are more engaged. Uh, so yeah, so number of followers. Uh, you want to have the curator name in order to if if there is a, a name of the curator, you can um, you can include so that you can put their name and say an email pitch or reach out to them on uh, Facebook or Instagram. You'll want to have their contact info. So how do you actually get in contact with them? And uh, you'll want to also understand and check out when the playlist was last updated. Uh, the last updated information is super important because you don't want to reach out to a playlist that is has been inactive for a while or is actually not adding any new music. It's just a waste of your time. So make sure when you are on your, uh, when you're doing your playlist research that you are checking out when was the last addition to this uh, song addition to this playlist and you'll see the date on one of the columns when you're on your desktop um, Spotify um, platform and, and you'll be able to see then how, how often the playlist has been updated and uh, when was the most recent date. So you, you might also want to add up to your database uh, the other artists that are on your playlist, uh, or sorry, on the playlist that you're researching, as that will also help you understand uh, some of the other independent artists that are being added to the playlist. So are they similar to you and would this be a good fit for your music? Uh, you can also kind of see if you are looking at some of the other artists on the playlist, uh, how um, how their streaming is going based off of potentially being added to that playlist and just how they're developing in general. Uh, so it's, it's always good again to check out other artists, see what they're doing, what they're being added to and their progress as well. So regarding independent uh, playlist uh, pitching, uh, once you've done your research and you kind of have a bit of a, a database regarding the playlist you feel will be a good fit for you, uh, you'll want to then uh, on release day um, contact these uh, curators by email, by submission form on their website, through Facebook, Messenger, DMs, whatever is the best option for uh, that curator. Uh, and when I say release day, you, you know, I think it's, it's generally um, a good idea to pitch music to these curators right on release day so you can send them the direct Spotify link and you know many curators won't take pitches unless you have the Spotify link. Uh, but if you wanted to pitch to some curators before you can you'll just have to um, I, I would recommend at least to follow up with them on release day and to give them another little nudge because it's great to involve curators that you might have already pitched before and give them a heads up and say hey I've got new music coming out here's say a streaming link, like a SoundCloud link or whatnot to listen to the song. Um, uh, what do you think? Could this be a good fit for your playlist? Uh, and then you can follow up, follow up with them later on and uh, with, with that Spotify link uh, to be able to uh, give them the asset that they need because they need to have that Spotify link in order to add your song to their playlist. So this is um, you know, pitching day on release day. This is uh, uh, usually a pretty pretty busy day, but you can do a lot of work and research before in order to really streamline it and make it as um, easy as possible. Uh, so regarding the pitch, this is something that you can, again, prepare beforehand. Uh, this can be just on a Google Doc, Word Doc, whatever it is, just formulate a, a simple, um, uh, you know, structured email, for example, with, uh, with the pitch for your song. So some best practices for uh, for pitching to curators maybe who you've never engaged with before. Uh, you want to keep it short, keep the email or keep the description uh, short. You want to you know, stroke their ego a little bit and complimenting their playlist and even saying, oh, I follow the playlist. I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, again, some playlists even recommend or some curators even ask you to pick a couple tracks that you actually like from the playlist because they want to know that you are um, 
it's a playlist you actually really want to engage with. And that's almost like their screening process in a way. So by complimenting their playlist and picking a couple tracks off the playlist that you like and following it, that will really show them that you've taken initiative to, um, to understand that this could be a good playlist for you. Uh, so you want to ask that curator to consider your own track. Uh, you could even compare yourself to some of the other artists that are already on the playlist and say, hey, I took a listen to this artist uh, that you have on the playlist and you know, they, they're one of my inspirations or I've just become a fan of theirs and uh, I feel like my music would definitely be a, a great fit. Um, and, and you can also let them know you're, you're, you're open to uh, promoting their playlist on your socials, for example. Uh, so you can kind of incentivize them that way and say, you know, if I get added, I'm very happy to promote this track uh, to my users, to my listeners and the followers on my social media platforms. So again, keep it short. Uh, you can compliment their, their uh, playlist. You want to share the playlist, uh, sorry, your single um, link, so the Spotify link to your single or music, whatever, like project, whatever you have uh, that you're pitching. And uh, you also want to, uh, again, um, provide them with a little bit of a, a little info about you and the song. So maybe a little bit of a, a blurb about the, the track and uh, who you kind of compare yourself to, or not compare, but who are your influences. And uh, if those artists are on the playlist, that's great. Uh, and the other thing you want to do, or the kind of the last piece of the puzzle, are, uh, are follow-ups. So you do want to also follow up with uh, playlists that might not have gotten back to you. So maybe after about a week or two, I'd say probably a week, uh, you want to follow up with these playlists who have not gotten back to you yet. And some of these playlists will kind of get back to you after maybe a day or two after you've pitched them and say, hey, we, we are considering it. Just give us time, we have a lot of submissions, that's totally cool, maybe give them a little bit more time. Uh, but generally, it's, it's good to follow up and just give them a little nudge and let them know that uh, you're waiting on their consideration. And last but not least, outside of the whole independent um, Spotify pitching, it's really, really good to build your own playlist. And that's something that you can build on your personal profile and then share on your uh, your music profile. And you can even use on the Spotify for artists uh, profile, you can even uh, use the Spotify um, artist pick option and um, you know, take the, the link of, uh, or copy the link from your uh, playlist and add it into the Spotify uh, artist pick. And that will kind of showcase your playlist on your Spotify profile, which is pretty cool. So building your own playlist is really, really great because you can control your own streams. You can choose your own theme with a, maybe a specific uh, audience niche or niche or niche, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you can you can basically curate your own um, your own playlist, your own radio, and and you know, give people uh, the, the songs that you want to give them. So include your own songs for sure and add some of your other uh, influencers, other artists that you feel you know that you love and that you would like to share um, uh, in terms of your love of the genre or specific uh, niche. So, so definitely make sure that you're creating your own playlist or playlists and share those playlists on social media, say Facebook groups, your email list, um, whatever you know, whatever options you have to share that uh, specific playlist. And it can also be a great opportunity to use Facebook and Instagram advertising to promote the playlist and again, push the playlist towards specific niche audiences, uh, especially if you feel like your music is within a, a specific niche. Uh, I have some clients that I'm working with at the moment who one is specifically in a very um, uh, EDM niche and uh, he basically has his, his audiences uh, or you know, most engaged audiences are producers as well as people who really like um, you know, different EDM type sounds. And, uh, and he has created a playlist that is really starting to build uh, organic streams for his own music and his own tracks. Um, and, that, and that can really go a long way to, um, to for, for long-term growth, right? So it's really important to look at um, taking 
your own destiny in, in, you know, in your own hands, so to speak, and build this, um, this type of playlist that can grow for you into the future. So that is um, the, the end of the presentation, but I, what I really want to kind of uh, use as a, as a takeaway here is um, you know, really think about taking um, or really you know, empower yourself to uh, take all of these opportunities and uh, do a lot of the research that you can yourself uh, initially. So make sure that you are focusing on engagement, focusing on building followers and song saves. Um, and, and generating a strategy for these songs and campaigns, making sure that that's part of the playlist strategy because it's just as important as building playlist ads. Um, so making sure that the engagement pieces is, is there. And again, you have a strategy for that, uh, as well as uh, making sure you're getting in touch with curators and building you know, your editorial uh, opportunities, your algorithmic playlist opportunities um, by really focusing on the research for your user generated, generated independent playlists. And, um, and again, building these pieces together so that you're able to um, see that long-term growth. And uh, that's, I think that's, that's exactly what we all want, right? We want to see the long-term growth, not the short-term. Um, and and that's, that's uh, the best way really of uh, building towards, uh, again, a long-term music career and, um, and helping Spotify or giving Spotify the information to help uh, let them help you uh, as your music grows. Uh, so that's it. I, I hope that uh, it wasn't it was enough information. Maybe not, maybe too much information. Um, but if you have any questions, I'm definitely happy to answer. And uh, I, I'm assuming Alessia, you'll let me know. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, we do have a few questions. So over in the chat, Trisha wants to know. When I submit a song to a playlist, do I choose the playlist or do the Spotify curators choose? So when you're doing your own research and you say you find uh, an independent Spotify playlist that you think you'd be a really good fit for, uh, you want to get in touch with the curators. And uh, if you know, through, again, through the description of the playlist, maybe they have their email there, or maybe you, they have a website you can submit to. Uh, or you have to do some research online to see where you can get in touch with them on, say, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. Uh, and then you pitch your song and then they will come back, come back to you and let you know if the song could be uh, a good fit. Uh, I, that's the question, correct? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And there's another one. When it comes to submitting an album, how many songs can I pitch at a time? Am I able to pitch more than one song from the same album? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. So for editorial playlisting, uh, you only have one song that you can, one focus track that you can, um, that you can choose for an album release. So that's why for playlisting specifically on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, any of these streaming services, uh, that's why a lot of artists are choosing to release more singles because once you release a whole project, a whole album, you cannot repitch Spotify on a song that's already released. So again, that, that's, uh, that's why a lot of people are releasing singles. So if you are releasing an album, you can only pick one song and one focus track. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't use uh, independent user-generated playlists to pitch uh, multiple tracks off of the, the album. Um, you, know, you, can, you can always pitch playlists, independent playlists, uh, anytime regarding songs off the album. But for Spotify specifically, it's that one track. Thank you. And there's another question uh, from Chloe. Didn't quite grasp all the info around the steps necessary before pitching to editorials. So for editorial, uh, editorial um, playlists, you want mm -hmm. to just quickly summarize a couple of points, tips? Sure. So number one, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you submit your song through the Spotify for Artists portal um, to the editorial staff. So when you go to Spotify for Artists and you access, uh, you claim your, your, Spotify, your, your artist uh, profile on Spotify for Artists, you will be able to pitch your upcoming release to those editorial 
curators. Uh, so under the music tab on your Spotify for Artists profile and then under submissions, uh, you should see your upcoming song listed there once you have um, submitted it to your distributor and it's been processed. You should see it on Spotify for Artists and then when you're there you can um, you can uh, you know, click submit and uh, submit to curators and there's going to be a bit of a, of, um, uh, a submission form and it'll ask for some details about your song and you can fill that out and then send and that will be sent directly to Spotify curators that uh, work with your type of music uh, and play and you know, curate your type of um, music's playlists. So that's number one. You want to make sure that that's done and that's done at least seven days before the release of the of the song. So any any other uh, ways of getting in touch of, with editorial playlists and editorial staff, like I mentioned, you can always get in touch through a bit of research through LinkedIn, through getting in touch um, during showcases and conferences. Um, but the main way to reach Spotify, just because they get so many submissions, is through that Spotify for Artists submission portal. Great, thank you. And another one, is, is it possible to get on an editorial playlist even after a release? It is, yeah. So Spotify generally um, keeps track of a song for about three weeks or so and, and you know, sees the, the growth trends. So if it starts to see that there is a growth trend um, you know, through your listeners, streams, followers, song saves, um, it's, it's likely that you could be added to an, or sorry, a, an editorial playlist um, and, and very likely for, for newer uh, artists that they will get added to, say, the Fresh Finds. Spotify playlist, um, New Music Friday, uh, those there, you know, Spotify is more likely to take chances and, and give independent up and coming artists that opportunity. Um, but it is totally possible to be added to an editorial playlist once you've started building some momentum. Great. I think that's it for questions. Does anyone have any other questions? Great. Thank you so much. Do you want to just go to the next slide? Yes. Thanks everyone for, uh, for attending our workshop on a Saturday. Great to see so many people wanting to learn more about the music business. And if you just go to the next, the final slide. So I'd like to thank obviously our partners, Long McQuaid, uh, Factor Canada for making this event free for you. Um, you can also submit your topics. If there is any specific topic you would like to learn about, uh, you can go on syncopatednoise.org slash workshops and let us know what topics interest you so we can cover them. These are for you to expand on certain topics in the industry that might not necessarily be clear. So navigating to the music business can be very challenging. So we're there to provide that support. Um, subscribe for updates. So anytime we have a workshop, we'll notify you and follow us on our social media pages so we can uh, continue to provide more, uh, more events, more support for you. We also have a crowdfunding campaign because we wanna continue to make these events affordable. Um, well, free ideally for everybody to attend. So I'll be posting the links. Uh, and the next workshop is going to be in October. So we usually have them every few months and we will let you know as soon as we're able to do these events again uh, in person at a physical Long and McQuaid location near you. So stay tuned for that. Thanks again, everyone, for attending. Um, feel free to reach out to us for any questions. We have a little survey that's going to pop up at the end uh, where you can also submit your topics there. And we would love to hear your feedback so we can continue to improve these events and we'll take your uh, feedback into consideration so we can continue to do these events and improve them over, over time. So thank you so much for attending. Thank you, Sarah. Great presentation. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you at our upcoming events. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.